This is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. John Cena and The Rock, even though he's a redhead, what did he do? Did he have an affair with Seamus? What is going on right here? The big show's really funny. Welcome, everyone, to DDT Wrestling. My name is DC Matthews, at DC Matthews NAI, joined as always, by the one, the only, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. Uh, Doc, I gotta ask, before I continue with the intro, how you doing, kid? I'm good. Alright, well, great great to hear. So yes, uh, we are DDT Wrestling. You can find us at the aforementioned uh, Twitter handles. You can find us on our website, ddtpod.com. You can find us on the email, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Uh, please give a follow to Mrs. Manson, at Mrs. Manson DDT. I am proudly wearing, try to see if I can get it into the camera. I can't. My New Age Insiders t-shirt. We are proud to be... What's a, what, 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 uh, what's a New Age Insider? The New Age Insiders, the premier place to connect, discuss, and to be heard. You can find them on Twitter, at New Age Insiders, at Liam NAI, at Bill Neville NAI, I believe is his Twitter handle there. Isn't there a third one? I said them all. I said New Age Insiders and Liam, and I said Jason and Liam and Bill. Jason's Twitter I handle... Just, I, you didn't say Jason. I, I know. Jason Maltov's Twitter handle is at New Age Insiders. Trust me, he and I have had that discussion. Okay. Fair so, enough. So, uh, we are proud to be part so of the So, based NAI off of network. your... part Based on your opening... Yes. Are you excited about anything? Um... I, I'm excited that after a, a bit of thinking, I actually came up with some music to play at the intro to the show, but I didn't have enough time to actually get the official theme, plus I didn't know about licensing, so I figured I would just sing it. So, what do you think about Camp WWE? Well, all right. This is a show that you had no intention of watching at all. Last you week. You live-tweeted your response to the first episode. It wasn't especially glowing in the moment. And now, here it is. I didn't even have to bother you. And you're watching the second episode on your own accord? Last week... On last week's thrilling episode of DDT Wrestling, uh, we discussed Camp WWE, DDT and I did. Wrestling. And I did tell you that I, I had no intention of watching it, but based on your recommendation, uh, I gave it a look. Uh, episode one was fine. There were definitely funnier moments. Uh, I was more a fan of the Ric Flair character than I actually thought I would be. Um, I want to know what happened in his past with a bear. Something must have happened. Not saying it was... Not saying it was what they reported in the show, but something. Um, 
I did think that episode one was edgy for edgy's sake. They were going out of their way to be... Well... I, I do. That's sort of their M.O. That's sort of their M.O. I the disagree. The production company that made that because show. Because I disagree. Because episode two toned down that sort of edginess. It was There was maybe some more profanity, but it was not the same. We didn't see that weird, you know, old-timey video that talked about cans a lot and, you know, any of that kind of thing. Um, there wasn't overt racism that I noticed in this episode, unlike episode one. Um, so, you know, I episode two I enjoyed very much. I enjoyed the big show. I enjoyed The Rock, though, again... Don't know why he had red hair. Uh, but I liked the whole thing with Austin. So I'm in. You know, I don't know that it'll be something that I, you know, stay up late to watch every Monday, or it's certainly not going to be something I watch right away first thing Tuesday morning. But I will probably watch every episode now. So thank you for the recommendation. So what you're saying is, I know what you'll like better than you do. Well, no. Eh? Oh, come on! In this one instance, you gotta give it to me. Uh, I will say, though, you did you did call the amaretto from last night. I was not having a very positive day. <laughs> and, you know, Doc Manson knows me so well that he said, sounds like an amaretto kind of night. And yes, it was. Now, here's the question, though. Uh, did you have a big bottle... Of amaretto with a straw. I did not have a big bottle. I have a giant bottle that, you know, I could sit cross-legged on the floor and hold it like a bear and, you know, be happy. No, I poured myself a glass. I didn't even add anything. You know, I went for it. I believe the term is straight. That's what all the crazy kids say. I went for it straight up. Uh, yeah, yeah, that amaretto. Real hard to drink straight up. Well, I'm Hey. I toughed it out. I toughed it out, and after half a glass... it's all, all I'm saying is it is sweet. Yes, yes, and very alcoholy. So, it's not quite the bourbon that you normally drink. That's fine. But, uh, but yes. Maybe someday I can get you into well, that as well. So let's talk about... Did Maybe. you watch episode two of Camp WWE? I did. And? It was good. The the rock was good. The Rick, twirly slide was funny. Oh, the twirly slide was very funny. I liked the part at the end where uh, this McMahon said, uh, "You'll never take me alive." And he runs up the slide and gets about halfway, and comes right back down. And then he runs up out of that halfway, comes right back down. And then he runs up the stairs, and after much noise and clattering and whatever, he falls out of the ceiling and comes right back. Down the slide. <laughs> I definitely saw more of a Family Guy style show with episode two. So if the shows are like episode two, I will be a big fan. Yeah, I liked it. I'd like to see more of it. Um, I already can tell I would like to see a season two. And I got to tell you, the people, the the cast, they're big fans of me on Twitter. Oh, I've I got. Been, I've been retweeted. I've been after the first know, episode. I got a, a ton of re- I got a ton of like likes on different comments I had made too. They seem to be out there. You know, um, definitely trying to mm-hmm. promote the product, and who can blame them? But you know, the thing with is, I kind of looked at um, what I could find information about season one, unless unless they just didn't have all the information at the time I was looking about it. 
It appears like there's only going to be five episodes. Is that true? I don't know. I haven't looked, but I will look. That's now. not much of a. That is not much of a season, you know. No, but it. You know, I'm sure. Let's see here. I'm sure it was not a cheap project, and they also probably didn't know how well it would do, given that it was a TVMA product, and they're not used to that sort of thing. So they probably were hedging their bets a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, according to Wikipedia, yeah, five episodes. Yeah, see? So so we'll see. We'll see. It could be one of those things where they do five or six episodes two or three times a year, and you know, by this time next year we're already into season four. I can tell that whatever Mrs. Matthews was downloading has completed because y- your video feed improved dramatically in the last 30 seconds. Yes, before I wasn't even sure if we were on the same wavelength of time, you know what I mean? <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion I'm going to need to re-listen to the first eight minutes of this show just to make sure that we're synced up because uh-huh. there, was a, there was a lot of times where I saw your mouth moving but couldn't hear a word you were saying. Great. Um, speaking of things that we've watched, you were a busy little PhD holder because I saw all weekend you were watching Wrestling Galore uh, kind of made me feel a little bad about myself, if I'm um, being well, entirely honest. To be entirely honest, I think you should feel bad about yourself. Did you watch Bash at the Beach 1996? Uh, no one should watch Bash at the Beach 1996. Untrue. Hulk Hogan turns and joins the NWO. That's a good pay-per-view. If you say so. You as As a person who does not sing the praises of one Hulk Hogan, you would you still think there's value in 96? And his turn? I think I saw a whole lot more value in Hulk Hogan as of 96. You know, they, they WCW was very, very smart because they recognized, at least it seems like they did, that Hulk Hogan was not a big name anymore as a babyface. He was not getting the crowd reactions. People weren't interested. It was a very, very stale character. And drawing a comparison to today... Kind of like what they did with Roman Reigns. Now, this was a very big tweak of his character because he, you know... He was the dropped, eternal babyface. Yes, and he drops the big leg on Randy Savage, aligning himself with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. And all of a sudden, you know, people you could see it in the crowd. If you watch this pay-per-view, and I do recommend it, if you watch the pay-per-view and watch the crowd when he turns, more people than not are losing their minds with happiness. If John Cena ever did that, that's exactly what would happen in whatever crowd. The crowd would go ballistic. Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong. So, uh, but yeah, so that's what I watched because I'm, you know, whether it's lazy because WWE Network is easy or I'm just a traditionalist. But tell us about your wrestle viewing experience from the weekend. All right, well, I mean, I guess I should probably talk about uh, one of our good, good besties from the Tweetiverse, and that would be one Mile High Laz. Now, you know Laz, don't you, DC? I do, in fact, know Laz. You have been putting him on blast on Twitter. On blast! What are you doing? I don't know what on blast means. Oh, um, it's kind of like how I'm calling you out right now. Putting you on the hot seat, demanding you explain yourself. Why are you giving my boy Laz a hard time? I want you to explain yourself right now. All right. As the Pope of Positivity, and I understand that Laz is a convert to uh, the promoting positivity, but I find, and I love you, Laz, 
I do. But I find his consistent tweets about the negativity of the product and his things about if this happens, I'm not watching anymore. If this happens, I'm not watching anymore. I find it to be a little grating. I'm not, I'm not sure that he says that kind of stuff anymore. He I'm does. Not. He talks about Roman Reigns all the time. Now granted, hold on here, because okay. you, are, you are putting me in a position where you are questioning my character and I reserve the right to defend myself. <laughs> um, he, he said that this past week's Raw was good and he actually enjoyed the Roman Reigns AJ Styles storyline, so I give him a lot of credit for that. But... If you know that you're not going to like what happens with Roman Reigns, don't watch Roman Reigns. That's my thing. Find your happy. Finding your happy means you focus on the things that actually make you happy and you ignore the things that you that don't make you happy. Well, I don't I'm need go to hear a... about your problems with Roman Reigns all the time. Well, Move on. Tell I talk me about... All about I talk all about my problems with Roman Reigns. It's pretty much all I do on this show. It's my entire shtick. When he gets his own podcast, he can do that <laughs> because then it makes for good radio. No, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. You said that Laz is con- Laz. Laz, I'm sorry that I made you a topic, a conversation on this show, but I, you said that he constantly is talking about how he's not going to watch the product anymore. But I don't feel like he does that. Uh, I feel like he does register his complaints. I feel like he does talk about the things that he's enjoying and not enjoying, as we all do. And maybe there is maybe, you know, a lot of negativity directed towards WWE. I'm not going to deny that. But I think that he actually has gone out there, found his happy in a lot of different places. And he is also talking about those things in a positive way. Um, it's, are I you would, just I focusing agree. on the I... WWE? I agree with that. He is. He is. He has converted you and Mrs. Manson, I should point out, to uh-huh. some some excellent wrestling. And if I could find a way to do it on the PS4, if I could find a way to make it easy, I would watch a lot of this. But well, I can't. We just, so I won't. You, you you just you just hit a topic that's going to come up. Okay, so let's come so, back to that. But but uh, but uh, so maybe in the I will give. Laz the benefit of the doubt and say perhaps I am hyper focusing on his negativity. It ju- it seems to be there's a lot of you know he talks about this and he says if this happens again I'm out. If this happens again I'm going on the walkabout. I want you to Just- apologize to Laz right now. I don't think you have made him feel at home as a member of our be- de- bestie community. Has he sent us an email? Ouch, Laz, send us an email. See? I can redeem to get redemption. I need an email. He's got uh, me. He's got me. I, I am. You know what? I'm sorry that I tend to be noticing his preponderance of negative tweets about WWE. Thank you. That's all I was looking for. He still does it a lot. I'm not saying. Well, I'm don't we all? Don't we all? I mean, okay. I I know I do. You don't? I You don't tweet I, negatively about WWE? I tweet negatively about certain things, but I believe on the Ten Commandments of the Neighborhood on DDTPod.com, it says, if you are going to do it, you have to be funny. Ouch! I'm never funny. Well, you can be funny. No, I don't think so. You know what's not funny? Calling me what's out that? about a member of the neighborhood on a podcast. That's not funny. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Go ahead. So, because because you, you know, your guru Laz, your indie guru Laz, what did he turn you on to this weekend? Nothing. 
Then why did you bring him up? Oh, just just to watch you sweat. It's getting to be the summer, and in the summer, we know we turn off the air conditioners and the fans when we record this show. I'm going to sweat just fine on my <laughs> I'm kidding. He recommended that I watch Progress. Uh, he had sent... Okay. No, go ahead. Because no. I don't know what Progress is. Progress is wrestling. This is Progress, as I understand it. Is it a UK promotion? Yeah, yes. The guy who was up there had a funny accent, so... Yes. <laughs> so, I did no research. It's British. I, I looked into or this. It's, I, is it from South Africa? Is it? No, from... I'm going to say it's from the region of the United Kingdom. Okay. How much confidence do you have in that? None. <laughs> okay. I did zero. So somewhere in a country this. not named America, there was wrestling called Progress. So the the promotion is called Progress, and the shows I, are called This Is Progress. I don't know. <laughs> You're asking me yeah. the hard questions. I think they're called Progress Wrestling, and one of their slogans that like people like to chant is This Is Progress. And the shows that I have seen, anyways, the events are termed by chapters. So like chapter progress chapter 1, progress chapter 2. I watched progress chapter 13 because that was the link I was sent. It's a free okay. show available on YouTube that anybody can search and watch. Go ahead. I will say this. It is called Progress Wrestling. Uh it is known as Punk Rock Pro Wrestling. Uh you can tell me whether or not you felt it was punk rock. I like the chapter thing. I, I can admire the chapter thing. I think that's kind of neat. All right, so you found a, a free... Laz sent you the link to a free chapter 13, which is was uh, subtitled Unbelievable Jeff, apparently. I, and I don't know what that was referencing. Okay, uh, but from May of 2014. So right. did you like it? Um, overall, the show was good. Um. Like, there was a lot of really good wrestling. A lot of indie guys who I don't know, who seem very capable. And it sh- if nothing else, you know, I think maybe... Ooh, I don't know who I was listening to, but it might have been the New Age Insiders. It may have been the New Age Insiders. Somebody was was talking about, just recently, how, you know, the WWE is buying up all of a certain level of talent currently. They're bringing in, you know, the, the people who have made it big on the Indies. They bring, they've brought in Prince Devitt. They've brought in AJ Styles. They've brought in Samoa Joe. They've brought in Austin Aries. They've brought in all these people who have been around and been doing this. And so they're, at this point, they've bought out all of the real strong talent from the Indies, right? And it's, it's a snake eating its own tail because at some point, those reserves aren't going to be there for the WWE to keep replenishing their rosters, as the basic argument that I was hearing. Well, what this show showed me is that there are other pools of talent out there that I don't know that the WWE has really um, paid much attention to yet. Now, maybe this is a different level of guy. Maybe that's where my argument breaks down versus what they were saying on New Age Insiders. I think it was New Age Insiders. Guys, I apologize if it wasn't you, and maybe I don't have to apologize because maybe as, I'm giving as you we credit. Know, as we know, Doc is ridiculously uninformed. Always. Okay. That's, that's, that's my MO. That's what I do. Um, so, 
again, maybe it's a different level of guy they've been bringing into NXT. Maybe the AJ Styles, you know, the guys who have these 20-year careers. I don't know how long AJ Styles' career is, actually. But, you know, the guys who really have made it to the top echelon. Maybe these people in progress aren't on the same level. Maybe, maybe that's where my argument falls apart. But at the same time, there was a lot of real talented guys there who I could see making that transition. Not just talented wrestlers, but I think there are some fellows there who are also charismatic, have the performance aspects of it down to the point where you could see them making a transition um, to the uh, to the WWE product. Not saying that everybody has to go to WWE, but if they wanted to go there and start looking at talent, I think that's a largely untapped venue that um, that potential at least exists. Hello? Sorry. There's somebody is... I believe I have an entire reggae band like in the back of a truck driving by my apartment. That uh, is that awesome. There was a lot, All right. of, a lot of thumping bass. So give me an example. Give me a name of a talent that you were particularly impressed with. Uh, Will Osprey. I don't know uh, how you pronounce it. I've heard a lot of a lot of positive things about Will Osprey, or uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Osprey, Osprey. I I'm don't assuming know it's Osprey like the bird, but there's an extra A in there. Yeah, um, he's good. He's a great sort of cruiserweight. Um, I would love to see him in a cruiserweight classic um, tournament of some kind, but I don't. I don't know if that's possible. I think I tweeted something to that effect. People say he signed in New Japan, so I apparently that's is. a thing. New Japan people can't participate in the global uh, cruiserweight tournament. Uh, from from everything I've seen, you know, they they've been having a lot of matches, but it's a lot of more United States indies. You know, there's some there's some international flavor there, um, uh, which I believe actually including progress. So it is international, but uh, I believe they are not going after New Japan talents, which is a shame. Okay, with the exception uh, of Juice, Jushin Liger, who I think is part of it. But I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Um, but he was great. He was a great high flyer. Technically sound. He looked like he could really go. Um, I think he'd be really entertaining to watch. Uh, there was a great match, middle of the card, between uh, El Ligero mm-hmm. and... Um, what was his name? Johnny End? Or is it Johnny? Tommy. Tommy? Tommy End. Tommy End. Yeah, oh yeah, Tommy End. Tommy End actually is the one who really actually impressed me in that match. He has this look about him, a brawler or a technical guy, and he has this look. He looks like Baron Corbin. Like he could totally just slot in tomorrow if they decided they wanted somebody to be Baron Corbin but actually be talented also. They could just take this guy and we could all just pretend that he would always been Baron Corbin and it would work perfectly. See, I'm on the Baron bandwagon now. Baron is he had another good match with Dolph Ziggler. He's been fine, but this is a whole other level of work. Okay, I'm sure you're right. Like Baron Corbin, like don't get me wrong. Yes, he's been acceptable. He's not tall and terrible anymore, but he's nothing special. I don't think you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's anything special. He's one of those guys that it really depends. If he has the right opponent, he can be very good, but he's not. He can't be very good on his own. Right. So, I mean, I and you know, in terms of being uh, punk rock indie wrestling or whatever, I think Tommy N probably best exemplified that to me, that punk rock sort of mindset, the look, the, uh, the sort of intensity, that sort of thing. Um, he just had that, I don't know, that, that he, he seemed like, you know, when you think about that lone wolf wrestling okay. cal- character, 
Like right. he fits that so well. Uh, he was real good. There was a Figaro fan- wears a mask, right? He does. I thought he was El Generico for a little bit. Uh, to be honest, okay. I, I I was like, wait, when, uh, what year I, was this? I think I think that's kind of what he's going for. If I had to yeah. guess, I know I know nothing about the character, but I've seen him, and he looks like El Generico. And I think the only difference is that his mask has horns because he's like Jushin Liger, as opposed to El Generico, whose mat whose mask looked more like. Um, there was a uh, pentagon octagons. There was actually a, this kind of. I thought he was kind of like a more of an old school sort of wrestler. Somebody I thought you might like. His name I think was uh, Michael Gilbert. I think he might also go by the name Michael uh, Whiplash, perhaps. Um, he was just seemed like this. Just he just seemed like he would be right at home as part of the revival. I forget who he was facing. It was like Eddie Dean, maybe something like that. Uh, he just had this like no nonsense sort of technical wrestler mindset about him. No gimmicks, just wrestling. Uh, he seemed like he could be pretty good as well. Um, and okay. then of course there was this great match between Prince Devitt and mm-hmm. um, was it Zach Saber even Jr. I, I was gonna say even I know what match you're talking about, and I haven't seen this show. Yes, yeah. Zach Saber Jr. Zach Saber Jr. was very good. He is going to, um, I can't say he'll win the Cruiserweight Classic, because it's no longer a series, it's a classic now, mm. uh, but he'll be in the finals. He'll wrestle whoever the the winner will be, if they even go with a WWE guy to win, because we still don't know who's in it. Yeah, he was WWE. He was real good. Um, and even, you know, Devitt, our, our Finn Balor, he was very good in that match. Did you like did you like the Prince Devitt presentation more than the Finn Balor presentation? Well, it's hard to say because the presentation in this show he came out as the Joker. So I really don't think I got the classic whatever the classic Prince Devitt presentation mm-hmm. is. Which which to be fair, that is kind of the cl- the classic presentation is he shows up in various costumes, you okay. know. The whole, he seemed the whole intense, demon- he seemed sort of heelish. Um, the whole demon thing came out of the fact that he had a history of okay. dressing up, you know. So. Okay. Of those theatrics, yeah. Yes. Um, and then there was this... That was, like, that was an awesome match. Like, that was a great back-and-forth contest. It was the climax of the show. And then they had this ladder match for what I assume is the progress championship between Jimmy or Johnny Havoc... And I don't even know the other guy's name. Mark Andrews. Yeah. Um, Who that is was now a- wrestling in TNA, apparently. What's his name in TNA? Mandrews. Huh. Okay. Well, I didn't... I mean, there was a lot of good action in that match. A lot of back and forth. A lot of spots and stuff. But, like, I don't know if they just, you know, really like these guys because one of them was their champion and maybe the other guy's in the top of the card. I don't really know. I have no context to this show, right? I just watched this one event. I have no idea what the storylines are. I don't know any context at all. But it was overwrought and overlong, and I was looking at my watch, and I was like, oh, man, that last match was so good, and now this, mm-hmm. I'm still watching this. Why? I have two questions yes. that come out of exactly what you just said. Uh, number one, enjoy your brownies. No, no, no. Oh. This is um, this is Pollock. This is dinner. You're still going to have brownies because she tweeted a picture of them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. 
Thank you. Hello, Mrs. Manson. How are you? She left. Maybe maybe we'll have her come back later and she can... She... Oh, I fully intend to talk about the show with her at some point because yes. she watched it All right. also. So, Laz, Mrs. Manson and myself, we both watched the show. Two questions. Number one, um, because you did not... You had no context. This is my big thing. If I'm going to watch Progress, I'm going to want to start with Chapter 1. I hate watching a show that is out of context. This is why I'm in WWE Network going through every WCW pay-per-view and Monday Nitro. Now, Laz has asked me several times to watch the show, and I have not because I have a, I've realized something about myself around the time I got the WWE Network. I don't like going back in time and watching old wrestling shows. Um, unless there's something specific that I'm looking for, I just kind of feel like Man, this was a long time ago. We're not there anymore. It's like a prequel, you know what I mean? Like when I get a movie or a book that's a prequel, there's no there is no um there's there's no intrigue to it to me. There's there's no you know the outcome. Like you don't know all the details that happen from point A to point B, but you know eventually Steve Austin's career as a in-ring talent is basically over. You know what I mean? So to go back and watch all that stuff while you some people maybe can really appreciate it in the moment. I have difficulty doing that. So I looked at Progress Chapter 13, and I saw they were currently on Chapter, I don't know, 62 or whatever it is. And I was just like, man, how am I going to watch this thing from two years ago? They probably don't even have half these guys in the promotion anymore. I have no context for it anyways. It's really hard to get invested mm-hmm. into something like that, which is why I typically don't watch shows well, that, like that. this. And why I refuse Laz that on several That is my big problem. Because Laz has sent me, and many other people have sent me matches. I've been sent that Devitt-Saber match probably five or six times. And I've watched it, I think, once, but because I didn't understand the story. you know, and, and which, this bothers me, because as I like to consider myself a wrestling purist, so I shouldn't have to need a story, but it helps. So, you know, if I'm going to get into progress, and I went on to the website just now, was trying to figure out if they had some sort of membership thing, but I can't even figure out how to watch a video on there besides the free stuff they offer. I'd want to go back and watch Chapter 1 through, you know, one of the things I, being a Ring of Honor ringside member, is one of the things I'd like to do is go back and watch all of their stuff that they offer on demand, which isn't enough for my $60. I'll have you know. (laughs) But... Even that's kind of tricky. I'm not so sure we can call you the Pope of Positivity anymore. You're being awfully negative. What am I saying that's negative? Besides, I'm I'm criticizing Ring of Honor's product. I don't think I'm... How is that not negative? I don't think I'm out of line in saying that. You don't have to be out let, of line let to me, Let me try to be positive. It's nice that they have a membership service. It's nice that I can at least watch some of their product without paying for cable, I would like to be able to watch more. I would like to be able to watch right. their pay-per-views without having to pay uh-huh. an additional $39 to watch Global Wars yeah. or whatever it was, which, you know, very cool things happened. You know, there's a new member of the Bullet Club. It would have been fun to see, especially since he's one of my favorite Ring of Honor talent. Actually, probably is my favorite Ring of Honor talent. So, who's that? Well, spoilers, if you don't know... Cover your ears. Three, two, one. Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole oh. looks to be the new leader of the Bullet Club. Okay, cool. Along with the Young Bucks um, and some other people. So, 
So I had a bit of a revelation that led me to watching Progress, okay. and that's basically... I've been sort of branching out recently, in case you hadn't noticed. I watched Ring of Honor. I watched Lucha Underground. I watched some Keiju Big Battle. I watched... I really I, I'm going to ask been, about that later, so... I only watched a very little of it. I want to I find more. Um, it was a very specific reason why I watched it, but... Anyways, um... I was watching Paxamania. You know, I was watching all these different wrestling or wrestling-related things. And, you know, I think the lesson I took from Ring of Honor most of all was... And this has been my complaint about Ring of Honor, right? Is I have no context, and their announcers are terrible. Um, they give me absolutely no insight into who these people are. They don't even tell me a lot of times what their names are. Like, there's not enough just repetition, reinforcement of the people's names that I'm currently watching for me to be able to begin to mm -hmm. form an opinion of the people currently on my screen. Ring of Honor is freaking terrible at that. And so, I realized, though, that I could, at, to some degree, sort of just enjoy what I'm seeing in front of me at face value when I do take some enjoyment from that so i went into progress chapter 13 with that mindset of okay i don't know who these people are i probably won't really know who they are when i'm done but maybe i could enjoy the next two and a half hours of wrestling based simply off of it being a wrestling product that is probably going to be pretty good and it was pretty okay. good now but that said okay go ahead go ahead i'm sorry go ahead well just again two quick points number one the reason i can be called the pope of positivity is I'm compared to you. <laughs> and since you... Sorry that you have a mouthful of food there while I said that, but, you know, you just gave me grief for being negative, and then you just said their announcers are terrible, the fact that you don't know who they are is terrible. They are! I'm not... I, I disagree. I like their announcers somewhat, but that's probably because I've been watching for the past few months, so I'm kind of... Vampiro and Matt Stryker are far superior. I will not argue with that. Far I will not argue with that. Was Graver Cons The Pope and Josh Matthews are superior to the Ring of Honor announcers. Is D'Angelo De Niro really a commentator for TNA? The I believe former so. Elijah from the one the former episode. Elijah Burke. That seemed to be the case. Well, and, based and, off I, the one and I want to go back to what we said. I said this last week. I, I firmly believe this. Ring of Honor does not care to get so many new followers. You know, th that's why they don't talk about... That's crazy. They, they, that is know, crazy they assume for assume if you're yeah. watching, if you've taken the time to find their product, they assume that you have a working relationship. And if you told me when you were watching, we could either watch it together or something, and I could give you some backstory to try to help you understand this, this is why when we're both home all summer, we can do this kind of thing. So Yeah, right. You know, so you can have some some history behind it. At least what little I can offer. But um, I, I am I am delighted to see that. Oh, Laz is complaining again. Sorry, let me minimize that. Um, I am delighted to see that. Damn, <laughs> you are stone cold, stone cold DC Matthews. Yeah, I am. I'm stone cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and this is some crap. Excuse me. <laughs> Forgive me for my language. I'm sorry. Um, all right. So you've enjoyed... But, you've that's enjoyed it, that's it, but that said, I enjoyed what I saw. However, 
I'm not going to pay money to watch new episodes of Progress. And there's only so much free stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. So I think my relationship with Progress ends here. I don't... I'm... I guess I'll announce it on The Neighborhood. I am entering into a different stage of adulthood. I am purchasing a home for the first time in my life. Which is wonderful. It's a great thing. However, it also means I no longer have a thing called disposable income. At least not as much as I've had previously. Trust me, I've done the math. You don't have any. Yep. So. I have done the math. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I've got enough for my WWE Network. And Netflix. And that is about it for the foreseeable future. And so, given that it's not, you know, something that's easy to watch and something I could switch off and watch on my Xbox, you know, easily. Like you said, there is some value to me in being able to easily watch something on my television as opposed to having to sit in front of my computer to do it. Now, I know I can hook my computer up to a television monitor and I could, you know, stream my HDMI out that way. I get it, but it's still not as convenient um, to do. There's a barrier there. As minuscule as it is, I see it as a barrier. Mm. Um, And on top of that, there's a ton of other really great wrestling for me to watch with the amount of free time that I have that is essentially free. Um, Lucha Underground, um, maybe I won't go as far as to say that TNA is really great wrestling, but I could watch TNA. Uh, WWE Network just added 100 episodes of SmackDown. I could watch Ring of Honor, say. Um, so I think Ring of Honor and Progress scratch a lot of the same itch. I see them being very similar. Uh, the announcers mm-hmm. aren't great in either case, in my opinion. There's I don't get a lot of context unless I was going to go all the way back to the beginning and watch them, which is not something I am inclined to do. Um, it's good indie technical wrestling. Um, that's for sure. But I need more than that. Uh, I'm a Wrestle Silly guy. I like my storylines. I like the theatricality. I like the spectacle of WWE. I love the spectacle of Lucha Underground. Tell me about Graver Consequences, sir. I saw what Mrs. Manson tweeted about it, but I don't know your thoughts. Graver Consequences. What, what added the modifier of the er? What made it Graver? Instead of it being a casket match where there was a casket in which you had to place your opponent there were four caskets you had to place them in all four no just one but there were four of them um so there were more caskets okay let me make sure i've got this straight it was a really dumb gimmick so next season They'll have gravest consequences, where literally it'll be an empty arena, and in every seat will just be a casket. Um, Laz, actually, Laz, DDT Bestie, he suggested that gravest consequences could be an over-the-top battle royal casket match. And I think that, that has some real progress, or or some real um, potential. (laughs) Excuse my faux pas there. (laughs) I I have given grief to Laz, yet I will say that is... An intriguing idea. Can't you just imagine a battle royal where you have to go over the top rope and land your opponent into the casket? I, I I just see it being literally. There's there are druids 
with caskets and it's there's around the ring and you fall over the top rope you land in the casket the druid slams the door runs it away and somebody behind him brings a new casket in to replace how it. about there's a casket in the ring somebody gets put into the casket and then the whole casket gets heaved over the top rope people would die people so four, would die <laughs> so in all four corners leaning up against yes! the turnbuckles are caskets yes! you have to be put in the casket and then thrown over the yes! top rope this is what I'm suggesting are the ropes on fire uh, you know what that might be graver than gravest consequences the year after that the I, I don't know the the gra- yes the graviest of consequence of all yes uh, yeah, you know, the thing that Lucha Underground does so well is the storytelling, which is not like traditional wrestling. It's not just backstage segments. It's, it's Was this... this... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Continue. It's, it, it, it's, it's this, you know, produced sort of soap opera. There are scenes that happen in bars and in cars and in alleyways, and there. I, I don't know who any of these people are. I don't have that context, just like for the other shows. But there's enough there that I know why I'm supposed to care. There's enough context in each individual episode. Now, th- don't get me wrong. I have no. I had no idea that that Rey Mysterio Jr. was one of the trios champions. I had no idea that there were a tr- such a thing as a trios championship. I I didn't know why they were facing the team that they were facing. Um, but there was still enough story around the main event and the major things that there was enough pulling me along throughout the show that I wasn't questioning that. I knew enough about who Rey Mysterio was, I knew who Johnny Mundo was, and yeah, I wondered who this blonde lady was with him, but you know what, I there was there was enough there that I didn't worry about it too much. Okay. It wasn't Melina? No. It's some blonde lady, I don't know who it is. Taya she was showed, her name? She showed up at one point. Taya? Taya, Taya, I, I don't know. Okay, uh, let me ask you a question. Was this your first taste of Matanza? Yes. I've heard lots of very positive things. Wait a minute, which one's Matanza? That's Not Cuarto's brother. Mil- yes. Okay, so I got them confused because they're both these big scary guys. So yes. Mil Muerto and Matanza Cuerto. Cuerno? Cuerno. Okay, no, stop. stop. I don't know. What Let is the it? person who's watched one episode of season two explain it. Yes, thank you. Mil Muertes. Mil Muertes. <laughs> is, is that guy. Matanza Cueto is Cueto. Dario Cueto's brother, as opposed to King Cuerno, yes, who's Cuerno. the hunter. Yeah. I think King Cuerno showed up at the very end. He was one of the druids. It was a reveal, like, at the end. Um, so, anyways... Um, there's a lot of maybe these I've guys. Watched more than that. I don't know, but so, so what maybe did you some... think of Matanza because a lot of people were talking about how great he is. And one of the things that I find the most impressive is I've never heard of the actual guy behind the mask before in my life. Yet here was this. I expected that to be a big name, like a big big name was going to be this brother that they allude to in all of season one. They allude to this brother who's kept behind locked doors. And then it was this guy that I've never heard of, which I thought was impressive in and of itself. So what did you think of Matanza Cueto? That's so hard to say, right? Because is he, is he like a strong technical wrestler? I don't think so. Is he a big giant guy who can sort of move and he's got some power moves and that's maybe about it? I mean, I don't know for sure. I haven't seen that much of him, but like he just seems like he's a big guy. 
But the spectacle around him of Lucha underground and as this giant monster. And I, I made a joke on Twitter a while ago about some tag team that was showing up at NXT who looked like personification of Jason X. But forget that, man, because um, uh, Matanza... Is that right, Matanza? Yes, correct. Matanza? Uh, Cuerno? No. Cuerno? No. Matanzo Cueto is... Okay. Did you take Spanish in high school? Because I did not, yet I know of it. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I Je couldn't... Je parle uh... français. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Monsieur. Okay. Uh, but, but um, you know, there's so much around building this up that maybe I'm just not being as critical as I am when I'm watching WWE because there's more to it. You know what I mean? And it's new. And it's new. Yes, absolutely. You you are you are taken in by the novelty of it all. I agree. And so, I mean, I will say last week's episode with um, oh god, Mariposa and uh, Sexy Star that was a better episode. That that was better wrestling. It was better episode overall. Um, this okay. main event, you know, had spectacle. It was interesting, but the wrestling in that main event was not as good. It was two giant guys going at each other. Um, Mil Muertes. You know, gave up. Is that correct? Correct. Just the look on your face as you struggle to get the pronunciation. No, Muertes gave a power slam to Matanza, and it was the biggest joke of a power slam you've ever seen. Like he he barely could turn the guy around. Um, But at the same time, whatever. He's a giant dude. You try to do a better power slam. I don't know. Um, There's again. There's enough around it. There's enough spectacle and production value around it that's different that I guess maybe I'm not being as as critical and as analytical as I might be for other types of products and I'm sure there's something and to that that being and I, new and shiny that also well and and it it's new and shiny and also you're you're taken in you know you can suspend disbelief enough to enjoy the hour of programming it's not 3 hours of Somewhat for that's a point. I that's a point I wanted to make last time I talked about bring, uh, Lucha Underground, and I, w- I want to bring it up now because you bring it up uh, tangentially. Sorry, I, I just keep railroading you. I keep railroading all your points. I'm so sorry, but I'm so excited. I understand this is no longer my podcast. Yeah. It's okay. Chris wins. Okay. Chris Hawk ninety four, whatever his name is. He he has uh, he has said he wants DC out of this show, and slowly but surely he's getting his way. <laughs> I have to start releasing some just Doc Talk episodes, I guess, where I just ramble I'm, for 15 I'm minutes. I was, I was sitting around here wondering when you were going to get home from your big, you know, wearing your grown-up pants, you know, house-buying escapades. And I'm like, you know what? I might just record my own show. We did, <laughs> you, you did that Daily. before. You did that before. It was called The Neighborhood, and it was terrible. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It was not always terrible. Grizzly Matthews disagrees. I submit, I submit there was at least one good moment per show. Okay, I think you're correct. I, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just busting you. I'm just busting you. Make your point about uh, time. Oh, yeah. Lucha Underground. It's not time, but it's um, the thing that I love about Lucha Underground. The reason why I think I can really get into it is because it's an hour-long program every week, and that's it. I don't have to worry about a $40 pay-per-view once every three weeks. I don't have to go onto their network to watch the .5 episodes or their, their, their developmental league or whatever that would be like. It's literally just a television show. It's a soap opera. It's one hour a week. It's all the commitment I need. And it's 
like I said, I pay for cable, so it's included. It's not an extra expense. It mm-hmm. it just is. It's self-contained. It's not this unwieldy octopus of a thing like the WWE, where I feel like I've got to be watching 15 hours of different things to even have any idea of everything that's going on. Um, it's just an hour. And that is so freaking refreshing. Even though we've discussed, and maybe you don't share this opinion, my biggest complaint with NXT is it's too short. And I agree. For that show, it is too short. And maybe Lucha Underground, ultimately, if I watched enough of it, maybe I would decide there's not enough character development here. Maybe they could be spending more time in telling me why I should care about Rey Mysterio this week. I mean, if you look at the main event of Lucha Underground and this big thing going on with the temple and whatever that intrigue is all around, what's the owner of the company's name? Dario. I'm going to get you flashcards. Dario. Dario Cueto. Dario Cueto. All that stuff around him. If anything, their show, their story, suffers from the same issues I have with WWE times a thousand. It's all about him and what's going on around him. Mm. So why on earth do they have other championships? Why on earth, if this is an underground league that they're trying to keep secret from people, why is it when they come back from commercial, they show a building with a billboard on top of it advertising that this is where the temple is? is like none of that backstory makes sense to me and maybe if i watched from episode one maybe i would understand i don't know but all i'm saying is there's definitely plot holes and the logic does that that's not connecting here that maybe more time would help them fill out i don't know so what i'm hearing is the more you actually stop and think about it the more you'll pick it apart probably but that's but when you watched when you watched last night when the show ended, you were satisfied, and you didn't. It didn't require additional thought. Oh, it required additional thought. And in fact, instead of turning off El Rey Network and turning on NXT, I watched the replay of Lucha Underground. I watched it twice in a row. Okay, I don't know why, but I did. I watched it twice in a row, and I enjoyed it both times. You know what would have made it better? Four caskets. Of different sizes. Uh huh. You have to go put them in the small one, then put that one in the middle one. <laughs> Listen, I saw the size of these guys. You would just have to start with the largest casket. Um, there's just no other way. Okay, these guys are monsters. I don't know. Back in 1994, The Undertaker put Yokozuna in a big. That was casket. a big casket. That was a big. That was a that very was a big boy big casket. casket. That was a very big casket. We are 50 minutes into our show. And we have only talked about World Wrestling Entertainment briefly and tangentially. This is Laz's fault. So we would be remiss. And, and, and hey, Laz, I'll say this again. I, I give you grief, and it's because I know you can do it, buddy. I believe in you. I believe in Laz. I bow Laz leave. Uh, if you have a podcast, this is what it would be. You talk about wanting to do this podcast with the with the indie wrestling and all that. I believe you should do a podcast where you introduce us to the world of indie wrestling. You just saw. We talked for almost an hour and barely mentioned WWE. I didn't even talk about the fact that I watched TNA. So what did you think about Raw last night? So I watched TNA this week. And I'm actually going to... Why are they called the club? That's what I want to know. Uh, hold on. What, what... I'm actually going to talk about TNA for one minute. God. It, don't worry, it's going to be short. Um, I watched an episode of... I'm sorry, Why Impact. Why was Swoggle there? <laughs> oh, I got enough compliments on the midget jokes that I'll make another uh-huh. one. Sorry. Um, Impact Wrestling 
is mostly unwatchable. There's not a lot there to like. The production values have gone up. I think it's actually above NXT in terms of its production values, but below full-scale WWE, so that's good. Um, They have some interesting-looking characters. Uh, The Decay, it's a stable um, of some crazy-looking folks, including Abyss. Um, They seem interesting. Um, There's an awful lot of emphasis on the Hardys. Jeff Hardy gave an awful lot of promos, and... I didn't think he was sober because I it, mm. um Mike Bennett is that his name um the guy who's married to Maria Canellis yes he seems yes. Mike Bennett he's Mike Bennett he seems real good I could see him going to TNA uh, not TNA <laughs> I could see him jumping ship and going to NXT I think that was because he was in Ring of Honor for a long time and I think the hope was to go to NXT, and then I think TNA came calling. But I wouldn't be surprised. I like Mike Bennett. But like, Ethan Carter the third, he... I mean, don't get me wrong. He's got a charisma about him. But that kind of guy... I'm sorry, man. Are a dime a dozen in the WWE. He's a solid mid-carder. Anybody could slot into that. Uh, yeah. That's really all I wanted to say about Impact Wrestling. I gave them a shot. There are some interesting components. The production values look okay. But there was a lot of just nonsense. It seems like they just let, give people mic time. And it just kind of... A lot of it seemed directionless. Um, that was really strange and odd to try to watch. And back to WWE. All right. Well, thank you for your TNA report. The Impact Minute. forward to that every week um, like I said we're kind of in a little bit of a lull I feel some things happened in this week in World Wrestling Entertainment both in terms of on camera and off camera um, I think just in the the spirit of time because I want to get to our mailbag we have five I see that during the show I see that uh, we got five questions so I want to kind of do this rapid fire so uh, and I'm just going to throw a topic at you we can discuss it and then move on uh, let's talk first and foremost because I brought it up earlier uh, AJ Styles and Gallows and Anderson are now known as the club well I don't know I'm, if they're really known as that but that is what they were calling them this week yes is that official which have means, you seen it somewhere in means, writing have you seen that a t-shirt which means, I'm, 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 I, which means I'm serious have they put it in writing anywhere and i'm serious when they're calling them that on tv what more do you need unless they're going to change the name next week is that the point you're making yes is this could be what they were called this week the submission sorority didn't last very long they said that on television well the club doesn't have negative connotations no but the clan does and it's awful close wow Wow. Okay, um, so you can make a midget joke. I'm sorry, a, a little person joke. But I can't. Simply, can I tell you? I don't know. I, I get that that is the proper term. I don't know why that's better. Forgive me. I will let me formally apologize for all of the jokes I have made at the expense of Hornswoggle and El Torito, both last week and this week, and next week. But. <laughs> 
I, I don't understand why that name is better. But regardless, uh, no, I have not seen it in writing. I have not seen it on a T-shirt. I do think it is a placeholder until we see what happens with this at Extreme Rules. Um, so, yes. But uh, that match was better than I expected. It was fine. It was great. It was okay. It was pretty good. Um, but Those are four different words that mean four different things. Yeah. I mean, it was okay. <laughs> There was the, some of the in-ring. What is wrong with you? I'm just so excited. Where are your brownies? Where are your brownies? I don't know. Um, I was told that she ate them all. Uh, so hold on. I'm tw- I'm tweeting her now. Okay. He needs brownies stat. <laughs> um. So that match technically was pretty good. I said this on Twitter not that long ago. People who like to rag on Roman Reigns, um, as being a poor wrestler, you don't have a lot of ground to stand on these days. He's you don't. He's performing at a pretty high level. That I think, if you take a step back and you look at it, you have to say that the dude is giving it his all, and it's pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, I will give credit to AJ Styles for helping raise him up, which is what he's there for. Yes, it is. But Roman is doing a very nice job. Now, that said, I do have problems with the storytelling and the story they told in that match. I hate the fact that Roman Reigns is coming through all this looking invincible. I don't care for that. I didn't like when they did it with Cena. Uh, now, somebody online, I forget who it was, came back at me and said, but don't we always say that they should book the top guy strong? And I don't know who we is, but we is not me. I have never said that. I will never say that. Um, I don't necessarily think 50-50 booking is the answer either, but you have to show me a chink in the armor. You have to show me an opening where it seems like AJ Styles could really get this done. Because, yeah, you're building a month-long storyline that's going to end at Extreme Rules, and I don't believe for a minute that AJ Styles is going to walk out of there with the title. I just don't. And that's a problem. That is a problem. Or is that exactly the story they want? to tell this guy from the Indies who's great and you love him can't hold a candle to their champion well yeah that is the story they're telling I called that before Wrestlemania I called that at Royal Rumble when AJ Styles debuted but I'm just saying, I think that's by design. I don't know that we're supposed to, fe- you know, and I agree with you. Okay, I'd okay. like to see in a wrestling story, hold on, don't railroad me. I'd like to see in a wrestling story, there be some back and forth. I don't need 50-50 booking, but I'd like there to be some back and forth. But I think in this instance, it's, it, this is a message, this is a broader themed indie guy, less than sign WWE. I agree with you. You're right. That might be the story they're telling. But to my original point, I don't like that story. I want okay, to see back and, and forth, and I want to see it seem like this guy who you've got in the main event has a chance. And what you're showing me is that every single time Roman Reigns gets the upper hand, he has no problem being dastardly. He destroys this guy. Roman Reigns single-handedly destroyed all three of them on several occasions. Um... So, hello, Mrs. Manson. What have we here? Brownies. All right. Yeah! Uh, can, can, can I ask Mrs. Manson? You can translate with your mouth full of brownie. Um, let's go back in time. Thoughts on progress. Thoughts on progress? Oh. Um, I, liked what I, I liked what I saw. I liked that El Ligiro. What's his name? Ligiro? Ligiro? I liked his crazy horns and... That Tommy End guy with his cool beard. 
it's very much I don't know independent low budget just hard like, you know, I don't want to say kind of want to say hardcore but like they call it guys punk rock wrestling like they call it punk rock um, that's like their tagline I mean would you kind of agree with yeah, that yeah totally of, it's very like low budget but sort of like passion all and... wrestling now here's a question here's a, here's here's a thing that I I sort of compared it to. Do you think that there's a comparison to be made? Because I know you've watched a little bit with me, is why I asked. Is there a comparison to be made between Progress and Ring of Honor? Yes, I think Ring of Honor is like another couple rungs above Progress, though, in form in terms of like production and really like character and stuff. You yeah. don't think they're on the same level? You think Ring of Honor is above? I get I get a slightly you know amped up vibe, I guess, from Ring of Honor. Okay. Well, and I will say... I've watched very little of Progress and very little of Ring of Honor. I will say, if she's only watched the last few weeks of Ring of Honor, the production value of Ring of Honor has skyrocketed in the last few weeks. If she were to watch something from two or three months ago, it would be far worse. The sense of production values have increased recently. Did she like like Graver Consequences? Did you like Graver Consequences? (laughs) I totally loved it. It was so much fun. And I think I tweeted about it, but I said... I've enjoyed the two episodes I've watched of Lucha Underground more than I think I have the last six years of watching WWE. What? I tweeted about it. It's the truth. There. Those are Bold my true statement. feelings. Bold statement. Why? How's the we, we need to have a Manson Family <laughs> podcast about this. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, the the stories, it's so over the top. Like, it's, it's so... I don't want to say fake. It's just so dramatic. They're spectacle. It's much... You, I get more into it, I think. Okay, I look forward to the next Manson Family podcast. All right, thank you. Have a lovely pod. I will. I'm almost out of brownies. <laughs> you can only have three. Oh, all right. Back to WWE, which Hi there, is guys. really the afterthought of this show. Um, reports are that AJ Styles is injured in some way, and he has been pulled off of weekend house shows in order just to kind of rest up. Obviously, it doesn't sound super serious, but he was asking... He was injured. There was rumors he had a bad... Maybe not bad, but he he had a back injury after Wrestle Kingdom, and then with no downtime, he showed up at the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and he's been wrestling straight through. So this does not surprise me at all. I've been wondering how long they really were going to keep him in a mainstream program, knowing that Mm -hmm. he probably had nagging injuries from before he joined the company. Mm-hmm. Well, and if this is the case, if he is, you know, you, you pull him off of everything except Raw, you get him to Extreme Rules, and if you're going to call up Finn Balor, and I still don't know whether or not they are, because based on, now granted, you and I didn't watch NXT yet, but you know what, apparently... You want to know what, the, when I turn on NXT, I, I, after Lucha Underground ended, the first airing of it, I went to WWE Network, I went over to the latest episode of NXT... And the headline in the description was The Return of Finn Balor. I made a conscious choice, and I turned it back to the replay of Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I saw online on some news site, it just said, here is what the scheduled matches are. Not even spoilers. Here are the scheduled matches for NXT. I looked them over, and I said to myself... I can do other things tonight. I saw Shinsuke I was on the card. I want to see that match. I, there is there is an independent wrestler trained by Lance Storm 
Rachel Ellering, the daughter of Paul Ellering, who was the manager of the Legion of Doom back in the 90s um, and she, the 80s. Who's she facing? I'm excited. Uh, I think it's Alexa Bliss. Is this before or after Alexa Bliss busted her nose open at the hands of my wonderful Oscar? I believe it's bu- after. I think that... Well, no. Technically, it would, would have been taped before. I think uh, Alexa Bliss got her nose busted open this weekend or earlier this week. Okay. So, all right. But yeah. It, it I bet she's look- blissed off. Because that's, that's her tagline. She's blissed off. It's what she says, DC. It's clever because her name, her last name is Bliss. And it sounds like that saying when you're really mad. It's what it sounds like when you're mad, but you're not. And she doesn't want to say it because it's, it's more of a, a kid show. So instead of saying that word, she says that she's, she's blissed off. And I just said it. And it was so perfect. It was so good. Oh my god. Totally not my show anymore. (laughs) Um Speaking of NXT women. I hope I hope I hope people in the neighborhood know not to listen to this show while they're trying to sleep. As you were saying, DC. No, I, well, I, we have been we have been told both uh, NAI Pod and this show, I believe, have been told that we are the cause of some strange looks from coworkers because they're listening to this while they're at work, and we say something witty, or and they apparently have a reaction, and then people are confused. I I love that people are finding us. I wish they'd give us some five star reviews, especially on iTunes. Especially on iTunes. All right, uh, we need to go very quickly now because we're over an hour here, and there's still stuff to talk about. Uh, did you enjoy the debut of Dana Brooke? Uh, sure, it was okay. I was enjoying seeing Emma on her own because she's a strong wrestler on her own. She does not need Dana. Dana probably needs Emma, and I don't really see Dana as contributing much to the main roster. She's got a look. I'll give her that, but I I don't. I don't know. The rumor is they're there to replace Naomi and Tamina, both of whom are injured. The fact that you needed to replace them at all is dumb. Agreed. Like, you're not using Sasha Banks. You have Bailey, who now, granted, I would like to see her stay in NXT, but you still have Bailey. You've got all of these other people, and you needed to bring up Dana Brooke, who's terrible. I saw. I can't be positive. I saw someone tweet that. So they brought up Dana Brooke, but Bailey is still in NXT. I tweeted that. Oh, did you? Yes. Maybe. I'm sure I was not the only one, but it's true. They, they, she has they a decide, look. She has a character. Um, and, I, and I get it. You want a mid card level. You had an opening for a mid level heel. You're not going to bring Bailey up to get. I, I do get that. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. If this means, if this means, and this just popped into my head, that at Extreme Rules, Becky and Bailey take on Emma and Dana, I'm okay with it. What if it's suddenly Becky I'm okay and with it. Sasha, Paige, 
Who would, yeah, probably Paige if I had to guess. But yeah, I, I, I'm I'm even okay with that necessarily if they do something, you know, because uh, I did like Emma as a singles. You know, Dana definitely needs her more, and if Emma does the majority of the work, I'm okay with it. But I just there's nothing about Dana Brooke I find interesting at all. Um, have you read about SmackDown, or are you planning to watch in 38 minutes? I might watch it. Uh, I probably won't watch it, though. But I might. I won't read about it. I never read about it. Ringing I endorsement. I, I do not read um, dirt sheets. I don't read results shows. It's one of the reasons why I know you've said you couldn't get into Lucha Underground in the past. was because you knew what would happen. I have zero desire to look at any of that stuff. I don't read about NXT pre-recorded, like... You, it's really much easier to enjoy this stuff if you just don't read that crap. I did not seek out. I was looking up something. I was doing some research, probably for a column or something, so I went to the Wikipedia page. Do you page. write columns anymore? I've written one in a couple of weeks, and All I feel right. bad about we've that. We've been busy, I understand. I, I we've myself. Been, we've, been, we've been busy, and, you know, and, and I know you criticized my science when I posted that poll, I think people are... I think my opinions will be heard more here on DDT Wrestling than they would be, you know... I, I I would prefer to just do more podcasts and less writing. Fair enough. I love podcasting. Right. I have trouble writing articles as well, and I love getting on this microphone with you once a week, or, you know, twice a week, or three times a week, or four times a week, and just blathering on. Alright. Um, so, what happened was, Lucha Underground, I, it accidentally got spoiled. I went to the Wikipedia page not expecting to see something, and I saw that, this isn't a spoiler anymore, I saw that Mil Muertes had become the Lucha Underground champion. And I was just kind of like, okay, well, now I know what, you know, and again, my issues Wait, with Lucha what? Underground... This was from season one. Okay. I swear to God, if you had just spoiled season two for I know, me. I did not. I did not. This was from season one. I saw that Mil Muertes had won the Lucha Underground title at the end of season one. He begins season two. I am as seriously champion. considering going onto iTunes and buying season one of Lucha Underground. Don't because well, you do, do whatever you want. But it looks like they're getting a deal with Netflix. I don't know when that's going to happen. I thought they were I trying would, to get one, but they turned it down because Netflix didn't offer them enough money. May I? I don't know. I don't follow along enough to know. Okay. Lucha enough. Underground was season one was good. I would watch again and again. Did you watch come it all? Up with a way. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I binged it. We were on vacation. This was April of 2015. We're on vacation. I binged a good portion of it. Stopped watching after we got back, and then only probably in the last six months or so caught up on the five or six episodes I missed. There's a ton of episodes, right? In the first season? There's like 40 episodes? There was a decent amount. There were a decent amount of shows. Come up with a way to make it available on PlayStation 4. Make it easier for me and I'll do it. But like you said, finding the, you know, finding it because... The only place I can find it right now is on iTunes. So honestly, I was considering buying myself an Apple TV just so I could watch this thing on my television. Well, and that's it. If I find it, it's illegal. Yeah. If I find it, I go to the one website where I know I can probably find it, and it's technically not legal. Yeah. And let me tell you, neighborhood, let me tell you, you only have to get sued once before you decide that's probably not worth doing anymore. 
Are you speaking from experience, Doc Manson? Let's just say, maybe. Interesting. I don't know if I know this story. I won't press. Lawful um, good... Uh, my lawful good uh, alignment uh, maybe has not always been the case. <laughs> uh, but yes, you know, it was good. And, and, you know, to be honest, if I could find it on Amazon, I could watch it on the PlayStation 4. I don't know if I it's, know on if it's on Amazon. Amazon. Well, you can buy TV on like Amazon Video. I, yeah, I mean, I, I looked other places a TV was available. I couldn't buy it there. But I didn't check Amazon. So that's a good question. I should check there. Interesting. All right. Anyways, because I'd watch season one with you and talk about it. Like cool. we could, you know. Um, on SmackDown, a very good thing happened oh, tonight. Oh, yeah. I, we're talking about WWE again. I forgot about that. No, we're not. <laughs> not really. Uh, we have um, five emails to get to. I just want to point, I want to talk to, well, no, I actually have four things to talk about. All right. I'm just happy because on SmackDown tonight in 33 minutes, what I hoped would happen happens. We are going to see a Fandango and Tyler Breeze tag team. Yes. They walk out on Goldust and R Truth. They walk together. out of SmackDown as tag team champions? That's how that sentence should I end. Wish. But let me tell you there's an email where I'm going to tell you why those two deserve to be tag team champions. Okay. All right. Um,. Did you have a problem with Big Cass having the opening segment and then not actually getting a match in the main event? No, it was fine. Um, Did wrestling... you even watch the main event? Because you usually never do. Ha! I win. I didn't. I didn't either. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we both win! I, yeah. Um, I thought it was weird, but hey, they are making lemon... They're making lemonade. They're not making lemons. That's impossible. They are making lemonade out of this situation by giving this kid something to do, and I'm happy. Um, any thoughts on either Adam Rose being arrested or Brooklyn Brawler being released after a 30-year WWE career? I couldn't believe that the Brooklyn Brawler was still employed in that position, that role. Um, and as for Adam Rose, I'm just shaking my head. That's all I gotta say about him. I, I think that's fine. I It's... It is a shame. When uh, the one thing I will say is, you thought when you saw that ESPN thing, which you might not have even watched, but when you saw that what's ESPN an ESPN? Thing, that's a cable channel. It's all about sports. Extra sports sensory are, perception network. Is it like I'd the Sci-Fi that. Channel or something? Like I'd watch that channel. I'd watch that before I watched what ESPN actually is. But they had him featured prominently. And told his kind of actual family story, which was a very captivating story. And you were like, all right, he's going to finally get his moment in the sun. And it never happened. And now, if he makes it to Extreme Rules still on the roster, I will be shocked. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Let us get to the mailbag. Because we do have five emails that are rife for topics for discussion. So, Jake Should I start with the first one? I, I don't care. Hi, guys. Although I have been critical of Roman Reigns' character during the road to WrestleMania, this new The Guy mindset has really worked for me. It acknowledges that a lot of people don't like him. 
and creates a polarizing buzz during his matches with the crowd between his haters and the Roman Empire. With that said, Reigns pairing with Styles has been a great matchup because a lot of Reigns haters are also big fans of AJ from his time outside of the WWE. The buzz between the two's fans, along with how well they work together, made their match of payback very entertaining. And I, for one, would like to see this rivalry continue for a long time. I think Reigns and Styles should be the only two in the World Heavyweight Championship picture for the remainder of the year, and create a similar feud to The Rock and Stone Cold for the new era of WWE. Do you guys agree? If not, who do you see as a better option to get a chance for the title? Love the show. Thanks for the entertainment. Hyphen, Jake the Mark. And thank you, at Jake the Mark, for the email. And no, I do not agree. No, I don't really agree either. I don't agree with the... And and the only part that I don't agree with is where he says, for the remainder of the year. That's a long time. I agree. That's over six months. Yeah, to have two people. Because if you go back to the Rock and Stone Cold, they didn't feud consecutively with each other for six to nine months at a time. You know, they headlined three WrestleManias against each other with WrestleManias in between. 15, 17, 19. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go back to that well, set up a rivalry that lasts for the ages, you know, a, a few years or whatever, like you're saying, go back to it. Just don't carry yeah. it through. Now, yeah. that said, have, I have, have have them feud with somebody else for a while, come back at Survivor Series, you know, you can come back to this. I don't mind them being a feud because obviously it works well for both guys, but I do not want six more months of this. No, me neither. And, you know, as for this new era of WWE, I know that's the term they've been throwing around, and I know the hot garbage online right now is to make fun of people who are making fun of the new era slogan. Literally, we will complain about anything, won't we, IWC? Aren't we all a bunch of smarks? We'll literally complain about anything. We're, comp- we're complaining about the use of the term a new era. Well, guess what? Yes, I am. I am going to complain about use of the term new era because... It's not a new era. We're talking about a top of a card defined by the presence of the guy, Roman Reigns, who has been the guy at the top of the card for the past 18 months. 18 months. I'm sorry, it does not qualify as a new era in that sense to me. Well, and I would I would agree with you. I you know, I have no problem with the term, especially when you get who do you see as a better option to get a chance for the title? The big two names right now are John Cena and Seth Rollins. Yes. Who are due to return in the near future and I believe will insert themselves and I love Seth Rollins. Uh-huh. And I don't mind John Cena. But you can't call it a new era when they're in the main event scene, because that's where they've been. And I don't need to get an email about this neighborhood. Oh, but Shane's back, and Stephanie's being a face. It's a breath of fresh air in the management. It's a new era. Look at all these indie guys. We've got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Tyler Breeze and Sasha Banks and whatever would have you. Yeah, there's a lot of new blood. You're not wrong. I understand the change of the foot. Yes, this product feels revitalized. Yes, I'm not really complaining that much because this is the best this product has been in 18 months. 
This is the strongest Roman Reigns has been since they have tried to insert him into the main event. He's finally actually banging on all cylinders, even if I do have a little bit of a problem with the story that they're telling. This is imminently watchable stuff. But at the same time, it's not that new. You can try to put lipstick on a pig, it's still just a pig, and it's still just the WWE. Is it revitalized? Is it better than it's been? Yes. But, to some degree, maybe it's just my negativity. I know Stephanie's going to turn heel. I know Sami Zayn and AJ Styles are never really going to make it to the top of the card. I just, I can't help but feel like it's just more of the same, even if they are freshening it up a little bit. But when Chris Jericho and Dean Ambrose fight in a caskets match, and there's 12 caskets, and you've got to bounce the kids, bounce your opponent off of 11 of them, and then put them in the 12th one, and inside the 12th one is a secret key that opens one of three doors, and behind one of three doors, you know, I don't know. But I like where this is going. <laughs> there we go. Um, apparently, there's going to be a straight jacket used on SmackDown in the Ambrose Jericho. This is going to be a straight jacket on a pole match. There is going to be some sort of weird gimmick match where the That's winner is the per- the winner is the person who puts the other guy in a straight jacket, and they're going to need to be like committed for 24 hours. And that's going to be what happens to Jericho is he's going to get beaten and wrapped in a straight jacket, and you know. It, I can see the writing on the wall, and while it will be entertaining, I can't say it will be good. No. Um, that's part of the reason why I didn't watch the main event this week. Um, the main event to me was the club versus the guy and his cousins. Um, isn't that funny? The two top warring factions right now are the guy and the club. Anyways, um, I, I didn't really feel like Chris Jericho, Big Cass, I love you. You are lemonade right now. But Big Cass, the problems of Big Cass and Chris Jericho, even knowing or suspecting that Dean Ambrose might appear, and then actually having, you know, seen clips of what happened with the jacket and the scissors and the... Come on. It's That's not again, a main event. We've, we've talked about this before. The main event of the show does not happen at 10.50 no. at night. It happens at around 10 o'clock. Yes. And that's, I believe, when that six-man elimination match happened. Because, you know... Uh, they don't care about what happens at 11 o'clock. So, no. uh, all right, next email. Are you reading them all? If you want. That, you've, you've done it every other time. After having a conversation with the mediocre DC Matthews hey, on that Twitter. that is not what he said. Fine. After having a conversation with the great Doc Manson on Twitter today. That is also not what he said. Damn it. After having a conversation with the great DC Matthews. On Damn Facebook right. today, I have a couple of questions for you. <laughs> That's also not what he said. But Fine. I don't care because you got the important part right. On Tout today, I have a couple of questions for you guys. Do you remember it was Tout? My space and you Do you know remember it. when Tout was a thing? No. The WWE was pushing Tout so hard. You might not have been watching at that time. Anyways, do you think the VOD villains take the tag team championships off of the new date at Extreme Rules? And if not, the, the, if, if not the VOD villains, then who does? Thanks, guys, and keep up the excellent work. Brandon Mackey. At Brandon Mack NAI. Uh, no, I don't believe the VOD villains. I love the VOD villains, but they are not a tag team championship caliber 
duo right now. Uh, who should take the tag team titles off of them is Tyler Breeze and Fandango. And I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, DC, you just said the Vaudevillains are not tag team championship caliber, yet somehow Fandango and Tyler Breeze are. What are you? Are you? Are you? Uh, are you using a hookah or something? Are you? You know? Are you trying? Are you regularly using tout? Yeah, are you are you over touting? Are you overdosing on tout or tang? Um, mm. I I think so. Orange I think you can. Tang. You can make that's the stuff that astronauts drink. Did you know they that it brought actually, it to the moon? They did. did it is the that, official drink of NASA. I need to get some way to mute your microphone so I can actually get a point across. I love you, DC. Go ahead. Um, now I forgot what I was going to say. Ah, yes. Uh, I, I think you could make Fandango and Tyler Breeze into uh, at least a good transitional kind of champion. They can be the revival. They can take the titles off of whomever had the titles before that, hold it for a couple of months, and then drop them to Enzo and Cass whenever Enzo is healthy again. Um, You're not wrong, but the Vod villains can also be transitional champions. They could, they could, but I and you know I want the belts off the New Day because I think New Day has eclipsed the tag titles, and I would like to see them begin to focus on singles titles. I think you give them more to do if they don't have to feud with the same three or four tag teams all the time. Um, and I just you know I love the idea. One of, of the New Day, probably Big E, should be the U.S. champion. I have predicted that Big E will be in Money in the Bank. He won't win because Kevin Owens mm. is winning. But I think he's going to be in Money in the because Bank. Because John Cena is winning. Kevin Owens. Yeah, probably Kevin Owens. I think this is going to be a very big Money in the Bank, though. I think Cena's in. I wouldn't be surprised if Rollins was in. Bray Wyatt could be in it. You know what the one downside of them having um, unified the titles is? A single Money in the Bank match, where there used to be two. Yes. Well... People have asked for it, and I don't think it's. A, what would you say, What would you say to the idea of a female Money in the Bank match? Can Oscar be in it? She should be. Yeah, she should. But I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, that I'd watch be. it. There's enough women's talent right now that you could have a women's classic. Mm-hmm. Here's another thing that just popped into my head, and maybe we've discussed this before. I don't think so. Uh, you've talked about in TNA back in the day. Uh, back in the day, Izzle! A talent could take their X oh, Division Championship. Oh, no, X Division Championship and turn called? it in for the world title shot. Oh, yeah. It was, right? like, it was like the plan B option at the... Um, a certain pay-per-view that was about the X Division. Destination okay. X. At Destination okay. X, the X Division champion could cash in his belt for a title shot at the main heavyweight title. How would you feel about that being something that the NXT champion could also do? Yes. Or women's champion or tag team champion. Yes. You know, Asuka could come out hand someone heard women's title kick Charlotte in the head and become women's champion just like that. And then they would have a women's tournament to, to determine the new, a new champion. NXT champion. Yes. 100%. Yes. I'd love to see it. I think that's okay. a great gimmick. I actually think that's a great sort of um, you know, I don't know if gimmick's the right term. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Stipulation? I don't know. You, Stipulation. You could argue that the greatest NXT champion is Kevin Owens, and the reason would be he showed up with the title on Raw and made a name for himself. Now, that said, while I think it's a great idea, I don't think it's a great idea for the WWE as the WWE currently exists, because I don't... I they don't they don't do that right? They, can you imagine when Kevin Owens came out and they put him up against their heavyweight champion, whoever that had been at the time? Would at that point to them, Kevin Owens was unproven. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They would never have actually put that belt onto him. WWE is too risk adverse for that. I think. Um, so I just don't know whether or not it's a good stipulation for this company because I don't know that they would commit to it the way you'd have. Well, to. and 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 they don't necessarily always have to win. You know, agreed. I mean? They like, shouldn't always win. You know, but so, you know. But what I, I, happens I, when you lose? You just go back to NXT and you're no longer the champion. Maybe you're entered in the tournament. Yeah, I guess so. You go in the tournament, and then maybe you can. You know, it would be interesting to see someone like a Samoa Joe. He turns it in. It's Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns wins because this is WWE. So Samoa Joe goes back to NXT, goes back in the tournament, and wins the title again. Yeah. And I'd like to see that story. And then he says on NXT, "Hi I'm Roman, cashing in. Hi Roman, remember I'll me? See, I'll see you soon." Yeah, yeah. I, I that's, just think that's a that's a great piece there. of book. I, I like that. <clears throat> good thoughts. Right. Good thoughts. All right, Nate. Come on, Nate. Hello again, distant friends. How likely is it that Austin Aries' partner next week is Bobby Roode? Do you think Eric Young is a mainstay at NXT? Or was last week a one-time thing? With reports that Rollins, Cena, Orton, Wyatt are all coming back in the next month, what do you guys want to do when they come back? (sighs) Will you be looking forward to Nakamura and Cena more than Lesnar and Owens at Bash of the Beach? Your bestie, Nate! I do appreciate Nate at Oriole Oriole King King 08, 08. but... He does ask a lot of questions, and it's hard to get through them all. How so, likely is it that Austin's Aries partner next week will be Bobby Roode? Go. I don't know. The I, I guess they're facing Blake and Murphy. It would seem odd to me to have Eric Young debut against the NXT champion and Bobby Roode debut in a tag match with Blake and Murphy. So I'm going to say not likely. Do you think Eric Young could team with Austin Aries? Sure. He just Why showed not? up, right? But then again, I also said last week that I don't think we ever see Eric Young on NXT TV again. I think this was it. So you think, I, second question, he's not a mainstay? One-time thing? Yes. I think this was, you know, maybe we see him again at some point, but I think we don't see him again for maybe even 2016. Uh, you know, I think... I think, I think he's going to be around. This, I'm all for it. I like having lots of talent. You know, I could see this being... I don't know what his health is, and I've predicted we're never going to see him in WWE or NXT again, but I could see this more being a guy like uh, Hideo Itami than a guy like Bob Roode. Don't spoil that debut in a match with Blake and Murphy. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think I think Eric Young sticks around, and I think it, he could be Austin Aries' partner. To your point, I don't think fine. they waste Bobby Roode there. That's fine. Um, uh, what do I want to see? I want Rollins, Cena, and Wyatt to be in Money in the Bank, and frankly, I don't care what Orton does, or if he comes back. Yeah. And I like Randy Orton. He's fine, but he's boring. Um, but I don't care. Yeah, I don't really care to see him again. I'm sure that some people online are all like, oh, perfect time to bring back the legacy! With, I mean, obviously, new members, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't have any... 
I don't need to see Orton in a feud with Sami Zayn. I don't need to see Orton in a feud with Darren Young and Bob Backlund. Or you want to talk about guys who feel like they just phone it in. You want to talk about your ADRs or whatever. Um, I I think Randy Orton just he tries when he has to, but otherwise I find him. Oh yeah, his his just like Alberto Del Rio. When they care, they're great. When they don't care, they're terrible. Yeah. And Randy Orton has a habit of not caring. I agree with that. Will you be looking forward to Nakamura and Cena more than Lesnar and Owens at Bash at the Beach? I don't know that Bash at the Beach is still happening. I saw the report, but then I saw more reports that it's not going to be on the network and Nakamura versus Cena might not even happen. So if I had to pick which one I am looking forward to more, it is Nakamura versus Cena. I don't know that Brock Lesnar and Kevin Owens can just be a random match. There has to be some sort of story there for me to really buy in. Because Brock Lesnar should beat up Kevin Owens. As much but as I one love thing's Kevin for Owens. sure. It'll be a better match than Lesnar versus Big Show at that Beast of the East or whatever crap we got. Yes. But I think Brock Lesnar took on... Yes, I know what you're talking about. And yes, you're right. Yeah. Alright. Glenn. Alright. Glenn. Empress Pro Wrestling. On Saturday, Empress Pro Wrestling are putting on a match for their title between Ryo O'Reilly and Addie Storm for their championship. It is a no DQ. Fans bring the weapons match. My question is, who would you like to see in such a match? And as a fan, what weapon would you take? Thanks, Glenn. So I guess he's saying if you had to see a no DQ fans bring the weapons match, who would we want to see in such a match? People that we know. Hmm. Um, do you think to be true to the theme of his question, it has to be women's wrestlers? No, I don't think so. Okay, um, well, what are, you have answers. Um, Dean Ambrose makes a lot of sense in that. Kevin Owens makes some sense in that. You know, you could you have spent more time watching, you know, a, a more pro wrestling than I have in terms of a broader scope. So maybe you would mention somebody from Lucha Underground. You know, I'll do the WWE option, and I'll say Ambrose versus trying to think of somebody else who would make sense as kind of a hardcore style guy. There's not a lot of those. Um, I'll say, here's the thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're gonna say? I'll say Ambrose versus Owens, and if I were to go to that event, which, quite frankly, let's face it, I wouldn't, um, I would bring a giant bag. Are you saying... Are you saying you would never go to another live event again? I would absolutely go to another live event, but I haven't been to a live event since probably the last one you and I went to when we were roommates, which is a very Why long is that? time ago. Um, they cost money. That's true. They're at never night. <laughs> they cost money, <laughs> they're at night, and they're usually in cities. All three things I'm against. Oh, Spending fair money, traveling at night, and crowds. Um, what kind of weapon would you bring? A giant bag of popcorn. That's a great weapon. Because uh, Mick Foley has written, I think, in Have a Nice Day about a match with like Owen Hart, and they hit him with a giant yes. bag of popcorn, and it exploded, and he made a snow angel in the popcorn. That is always the weapon I will bring. The one thing I'm going to say about your choices for that match, um, this is maybe a showing my hand a little bit towards the 2016 DDT Award Extravaganza. But I honestly think 
your suggestion of having Dean Ambrose in this match is awfully similar to what we saw at WrestleMania. And quite frankly, tipping my head hand to the awards, I think that match is a serious contender for most disappointing match of the year. I agree. And I think adding Kevin Owens to it changes the entire dynamic. Okay. I'll give you that. Putting uh, put and, and I get what the story was, but in hindsight, putting the guy who is a human weapon in a match that is supposed to rely on weapons was probably a poor choice. Especially when the weapons guy lost that match handily. Yeah. Um, for my choices, I'm going to go with a Mitch, mix and match. Not Mitch, not Mitch the potted plant, sorry. A mix and match. And I'm going to choose Asuka, because of course. The, the women's slant here is what got me thinking about this. Asuka would be one of those. And the reason why I chose her is because I think she's, you know, intense. And she's got that hard-hitting style. But I don't, I don't know a lot about her. I've never seen her work as Kana. I, I don't know if she's ever used weapons. But I could see that gelling maybe with that intense style, and that could be an interesting thing to watch. And I'd like to see Asuka versus uh, Sexy Star, because after that match with Mariposa last week, I know that she can bleed and still give a hell of a match. You know what I mean? Like, they would go in it, I think, the two of them. I've seen that mentality from Sexy Star. I think Asuka's got the intensity where she could have that hardcore mentality as well. I think they would give a highly impactful match that you could not help but feel respect for these two people destroying themselves. I think they would give it their all, and that would be a crazy, crazy match. And what would you bring? A tank. No, I don't know. That's a, okay. that's a dumb question. But, you know, I mean, they had Dean Ambrose bring a chainsaw, which was something mm-hmm. he was never going to use in one of those matches. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Now, you you gave the perfect answer. There's no you. better answer than a bag of popcorn. Now, so. you took slight umbrage with mine. I'm going to take slight umbrage with yours. And it's exactly the reason I just gave. Asuka is the female version of the human weapon. She is? Why However, would she need, Why would she need a weapon? She doesn't need it. But the same reason why it could have been interesting if Brock Lesnar did pick up a weapon. He didn't. But if he did, what could he, what sort of hell could he have wrought? All right. And that's exactly what I'm envisioning from Asuka. It's, 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 like, it's, it's like that superhero, or not necessarily a superhero, but it's like, oh, it's like, what is that? What's that movie? The Rundown with The Rock. Yes. He doesn't use Fantastic guns. Fantastic scene. Fantastic scene at the end of that movie. Why don't you use guns? And that's exactly why. Watch that movie if you haven't seen it. That's exactly why Asuka is the perfect choice for that match. All right. I need to read this last one because it's about you. It is. Dear Doc in DC, it's your May bestie of the month, Mike, at Main Event Swerve. I have got to say that a new term could be coined after being in a fight with Doc. Doc Rage. The outburst may have made history because last week, Doc's reaction to my email was the angriest or most outraged Doc has ever been on the show. It was entertaining, whether legitimately angry to that level or not. And I would agree. You had to actually step away from the microphone to yell, (laughs) which rarely happens. Uh, For the record, though, if I wasn't in a fight with Doc now, I would have trouble being on Team DC or Team Doc. I like both of you guys, and it's a great tandem on this show. In any case, I didn't realize a civil war would start between you two so close to Captain America Civil War's debut. 
I think the neighborhood should get to use the hashtag, hashtag DDT Civil War to talk about it on social media like we do during Raw. Why not? Anyway, my question involves Seth Rollins' imminent return as reports have him back on TV as soon as early June. How does he come back, when, and who does he have as his first feud? I see him entering the World Heavyweight title picture sooner rather than later. Thanks, Mike, at Main Event Swerve. When he comes back, I see him coming back on crutches. Really? No, probably not, but it'd be funny. I I think he's in Money in the Bank. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a waste of a return, if only because I really want to see Kevin Owens win that. But if you put Cena and Seth Rollins into that match... It makes it even bigger for Kevin Owens to do it. It does, but it makes it all the more unlikely. So, all right. But I think I think that's what it is. I think they want to make... If they want to make Money in the Bank be the... You know, usually we talk the big four. SummerSlam, Mania, Rumble, and Survivor Series. If they want to replace Survivor Series with Money in the Bank, and let's face it, they obviously do, making a huge main event Money in the Bank match would be the way to do it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, we really don't have time because we're over our hour and a half. But uh, I saw... We only get an hour and a half? No, we can take as much time as we want, but, you know, I'm sure you have things to do, and I have things to do, and the neighborhood has things to do. Um, I have nothing to do. Besides, you have not seen... We can do this all night! Now I'm uncomfortable. We, uh... I don't believe you've seen Captain America Civil War? No, I have not. You need to. Oh, yeah? Let me guess, the good guys won? Maybe? That depends on your perspective. Oh! Oh, no! What'll happen? Have to tune in next summer. I don't know. I'm sorry. It's just another one of those movies. But you said last week you watched Ant-Man and it made you more excited for Civil War. It did, and I'm sure it's very, very good. They've all been very, very good. I would say, and I don't want to talk too much about it until you've seen it, I will say it probably ranks up there with the original Avengers as perhaps my three t- my top three Marvel movies have been Captain America Winter Soldier, which is this one, Captain America Civil War, and the original Avengers, which is weird because I don't even really like Captain America hmm. that much. But, yeah. Um, my top three would probably have to be Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, and... Winter Soldier, not Fair necessarily enough. in that, not necessarily in that order, but yeah, we could that could be when we do DDT movies, we could rank all the Marvel movies. So you'd have to make sure you saw them all. Guardians of the Galaxy is so good. It was that was pretty good. I should watch that again. All it right, was so good. Uh, promote some positivity for us. What are, what has you excited about? What is exciting about professional wrestling for you this week? There's just so much of it. Um, and I'm going to say, you know, I wasn't as thrilled with Lucha Underground this week, although you might not know that from the wonderful babbling positivity I gave earlier in the show. But at the same time, I'm real excited to see what happens next week on Wednesday. All right. Um, I, I've mentioned it already, but I'm going to mention it again. Uh, well, no, I'll actually say that. I'm really excited about Fandango and Tyler Breeze, and that's probably foolhardy of me. But I just yep. I predicted it, and it came true, and I like when that happens. Um, the the Intercontinental title picture is pretty good. 
Zayn, Cesaro, Miz, Owens. I like all four of them, and I'm excited for that Fatal 4-Way match. That's going to be that I... Unless Reigns and Styles can really do some do some exciting things, that's going to be the match to beat at... Uh, a little off topic rules. from the positivity thing, maybe, but maybe not. How are you feeling about Maurice these days, since you brought up the Intercontinental title picture? Um, I don't think that she's necessary. I don't mind her. Um, I think that's I think that's a full explanation, though. Probably not necessary. The Miz is fine on his own. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he is. She helps. Betsy was pulling heat. She helps get heat, but at the you know she's here for total divas. So she is whatever. It's just it is so strange to me to have her pulling heat when the Miz is probably the best heel in the company. I, the, I don't know. Probably the best true heel. You yeah, know, Owens I mean. is Owens is a hilarious heel that is wholly entertaining to watch. I love Kevin Owens. Yes, I think we all do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a wild ride here at DDT Wrestling. I started to write a list down of all the things that we did, and I just lost track because there was just too much goodness to go around. We've talked about um, pretty much every... No, that's not true. But a whole bunch of wrestling promotions outside of WWE. We've talked about WWE. Um, oh, hey! Shout out to Chip. At Chip uh, K N-A-I. What did Chip he, uh, do? He, he finally explained to me what the hell the oh, difference yes. is between Dragon's Gate USA and Evolve. Thank you, Chip. We do appreciate that. that very true. Shout out to Chip. At Chip K N A I, um, he didn't tell us whether or not he hit a home run though. Uh, two RBIs, he said. Okay, that's not bad. You know what an mm-hmm. RBI is? I think that's when you run two bases. Really? I have no idea. Okay, it's a run batted in RBI. Run batted in. What does that mean? Yeah, uh, so he hit a ball and two runners scored on his hit. Oh, cool. Good job, Chip. All right. You're that supporting player that they really needed. Um, but yes, next week, amazingly... Wait, so does that mean two RBIs? Does that mean two two people scored off of his hit or four well, people scored off of his hit? Two. A RBI okay. is a run batted in. Now, that could have been... He so just been, one run. He could have been two hit. He could have gotten two hits and scored two RBIs. It, Let know. me ask you a question, oh, baseball sage. The thing that I that I said when, when you have a hit and you run two bases instead of one—that's a double. What is that called? That is a double, and it is abbreviated as a two B, two base. And what about when you uh, that would be run a three bases, triple or a three B? And what about four bases? That is a home run or an HR. Can you steal first base? Um, yes, if. The catcher drops the third strike, and before he can get the ball and throw it to the first baseman, you can make it to first. I believe technically that is really. Cool. I don't know if you. I don't know if it's. Technically- can you steal a home run? Can you can you steal first, second, third, and home if, if without any plays? I don't know if it's technically a steal if the catcher drops a third strike and you make it to oh. first base, but you can steal second, third, and home. But you and maybe you can steal first. I, I suppose it depends on your definition. I don't know what they okay, call so it. Okay, so I don't know if it's called a steal, but let, has that's a, has it ever happened? I don't has know. someone gotten to first off of a, a, and then a fumble or whatever you want to call and stolen three bases? We should. Uh, we'll ask the neighborhood that question. 
That would be really cool. This is the most excited about sports you've ever been in your entire life. Especially baseball. <laughs> All right. We are DDT Wrestling. My esteemed Sorry. colleague, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews, at DC Matthews NAI. DDTPod.com. DDTWrestling at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Please give us a review on iTunes. Let people Please. know... Let people know you appreciate our show. Be sure to follow the New Age Insiders and NAI Pod. Do you know that next week is our prediction show for Extreme Rules? Now I feel pressure. Well, start getting ready. Hey, whatever happened to that thing where we were going to have podcasts with the NAI guys before all the pay-per-views? If we would like to talk about it, I'm sure we could arrange it. I don't know if it's going to be before all the pay-per-views because they happen so frequently, but we could probably figure well, something true. out. Do you think we could do it on days when Liam's not there? Why Why do you have to be blasting Liam? or on, Is it on blast? Blast? I don't even know. You <laughs> kids. I'm three days older than you, so I can say this. You kids. You're crazy lingo. <laughs> he is Doc Manson. I'm D- Anything you want to say before we get out into that good night? Meisner. Is that like a Pilsner? Nope. We'll see you around the neighborhood.